Hi, and welcome to the In the Cortex podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Paloma Garcia. And I am Danny Perricone. And we're the founders of In the Cortex, an online community with programs that show people the tools that they need to change their lives through brain reorganization. No medication, just movement. When you get your brain out of survival mode and regulate your nervous system, you start to live in the fun, logical part of the brain, the cortex. Subscribe today and learn how to live your best in the cortex life. And now, on to today's episode. Okay, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. We are very, very excited. I feel like we say we're, every, we're very excited every single podcast, but we we're always very excited, so it's true. Um, <laughs> and today we have a super, super wonderful special guest today, Jimena Avalos. She's a longtime member, great friend, and a wonderful, wonderful person who is here to talk about her experience with brain reorganization with her children and with her faith, how that's kind of played into this. So if you're somebody who's listening right now and you maybe don't love talking about religion and stuff or listening to that, totally fine. You can keep on going and come back to our next episode, but we really, really encourage you to stay because it's going to be an amazing conversation, no matter where you stand on the spectrum of spirituality. So with that said, Jimena, do you want to do a little intro? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. You know how much I appreciate you guys. Mm. Um, well, I'm a mother of two, and I guess my journey with brain work started um, when I saw some things in my daughter that I, I didn't feel were quite developmentally appropriate, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. Um, and I had her tested a few times at different places, and I just would get really ambiguous uh, results. Nobody really could kind of nail it. Um, and finally at the district, um, they were like, well, look, I can't say it's autism because it's weird, but I'm just, it, it, but it's most like autism more than anything else. And so, you know, they were just like, we're just going to say it's awesome. And we had, we had like a, a discussion at the table and one of the ladies that was, um, also evaluating her was not in agreement. And so it was just this horrible war of like, okay, now this label has been placed on my daughter my biggest fear basically because back then we didn't have labels like neurodivergent and you know all these things where people are more accepting of you know their situation or or whatever and so I I was very like but I did everything possible to avoid autism (laughs) you know like what happened Mm -hmm. um and so then became a journey of a lot of um searching and, and, and crying and figuring out what was happening. And then that journey, my faith had, you know, a lot to do. I've been, I'm a Christian. I've been walking with Jesus for um, 27 years and mm-hmm. um, haven't looked back because it's been just such an amazing journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Can you share how old your kids are now? And then when it's like, when you first got that diagnosis with Isabella? Yeah. 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 So she, she's 18 now. Yeah. And we got that diagnosis when she was like four. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Do you mind um, sharing a little bit of like, what were the behaviors that you were seeing or kind of yeah. the, the things that were, that were piquing your interest? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, there wasn't a conversation that we can have, that right. we could have. There was um, a lot of repeating. Mm-hmm. And so we spoke Spanish back then. So like she would say, get it, agua, you know, instead of, Quiero agua. Quiero. You would like say get it because you would hear me say get it, get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so she would just repeat that. Um, and then she a lot of gibberish. 
you know mm -hmm. um there was a lot of like repeating scenes from movies in order mm -hmm. to communicate so the palalalia, uh, yeah yeah and it was pretty genius i was like how are you trying to communicate with me right now through this dialogue you learned in a movie yeah um, and then um and then there was also like a, just a extreme fear of certain things of of the dark and of um dogs and you know i mean i think things that that are kind of normal you know mm -hmm. um but it was like to the point where like i had to hire a, a sleep coach because she could not be by herself in a room you know like mm -hmm. so things like that so um yeah that that was mostly it, but mostly it was a communication that I couldn't ask her like, "How was your day at school?" And she would be like, "Oh, mom, today this 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 happened." It just that was not a thing. It was like Martin Luther King, you know. And I'd be like, "Well, what did you learn about Martin Luther King?" Martin Luther King, you know, like <laughs> so it was yes. just hard to 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 ask what was happening in in, in her school. So yeah. I would go a lot as a volunteer. <laughs> like, of course, what's going on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. And then, um, and then also, so when Isabella was four, that's when you got the information, like, okay, there could be something going on. And then when did you, and then you had your amazing story of like finally having a breakthrough moment. Do you want to share that? Yeah. yeah. So I'll just share really quick, um, if I could be vulnerable about kind of where my mind went at that point, mm -hmm. I felt pretty betrayed by God. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where I was in my journey back then. And, and I said, you know what? Okay. But I was like, I've had, I had enjoyed such a, a really wonderful relationship with God that it was hard for me to even be raw and honest with my emotions with him and tell him, this is how I'm feeling. It was kind of like, I just shut that part of my heart out. Mm -hmm. And then I just like comp compartmentalized it and put it somewhere else and started just praying about other things and would kind of like not even touch the subject. It was kind of like I was giving him the silent treatment in that area. That's how I felt. Yeah. And I felt like he kept pursuing me and kind of like trying to show me things. And um, I it wasn't until, okay, so I'll try to make this as simple as possible. I was seeing a DO um, mm -hmm. for a while. Cause then I started, you know, nutrition, changing nutrition. Let's, I'm just starting on my journey of research. Yeah. And um, the DO had mentioned to me, had she, how was her crawling? How was her creeping? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, like creeping. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, on the floor, like have her like drag herself on the floor, like 10 minutes a, a day. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, well, um, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, she didn't really explain it to me or whatever. So yeah. Uh, I tried it. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. This is dumb. Like, what is this for? And then that was it. And she also told me, she's like, she's not autistic. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she, so she was trying to encourage me, but um, again, it was just hard. I was in this like zone of like, am I in denial? Am I, you know, cause that's how they make you feel. You know how they do it. Like right. they make you yeah. kind of shame. Like, well, you just got to face the, you know, the truth and help your daughter. Right. Um, and it wasn't until I came to the end of myself, like, and I just on my knees one night cried and said, Lord, I just surrender her to you. Like, she's not mine to begin with. And why am I holding on to this pressure as if this is my responsibility to fix her? 
you know, this is, she's yours. So just, yeah. can you just give me some answers and some clarity and can you just guide me? Wow. And literally the next day, my husband had seen what I was doing, like with the creeping, like I just told him, you know, well, she wants me to do this. I swear I did it like two days. <laughs> and then he sees on the news a bit where kids are creeping and crawling. And it was the the business where I met you, uh, Danny, mm-hmm. um, and this business that promoted, you know, creeping and crawling and the brain gym um, exercises and just kind of the neuroplasticity concept. And I, um, I was like, what, you know, mm-hmm. and I called and immediately like tried to get in but you know, I didn't have the money. I was a I wasn't working at that point anymore. You know, my we were one income family because I was taking care of my kids. And then came the other supernatural part of just my journey of God just really providing financially in ways that I could have never imagined. Like all of a sudden, oh, here you go. You know, you have a project here. You're going to sing. I had like a singing project to sing some background vocals for this really well-known Christian artist in, in South America that I didn't know. Yeah. But it was like that paid for like, one full you know course and then the second one i I just god just provided everything and i couldn't believe it and then in the group where i I was that there were like three people from my church wow wow and i was like whoa (laughs) you know so even just those little details that i just felt like safe that's kind of my journey of how that started that's so cool. And then you started doing that. We connected, obviously, because I was like the liaison there. There was the head lady there who that's where I learned everything. And she was um, a great educator. And then I remember just like connecting with you. I was like, I love you. <laughs> like, let's connect. And I was like, I'm not allowed to say this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> like, you know, there's things that I like, I was just like, there's something that I was pulled to you um, to talk about. It's funny. Cause there's so many people that came through in my three plus years of working there. And you and that group, I remember like the most. So there's something also supernatural there. There. But then you, so then your daughter starts to do the program and then what started shifting? Like what did you start seeing after started creeping and crawling more? By this point, she was in first grade and Mm -hmm. um, within two weeks, Mm -hmm. I started seeing, I start, she started conversing with me like more. She started telling me like what was happening and I started realizing she was getting bullied. You know, she's like, well, these girls threw me in the bathroom and locked me in and were, you know, like laughing at me and think, and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, that's huge. I mean, if that had, if you hadn't been able to communicate with her, you would have never known. Yeah. That's that huge. I, wow. I didn't know that part. So there was just a lot of things like that. Um, my parents immediately noticed a difference too. Like I remember mm-hmm. they were going, whoa, like she's talking a lot more. She's a lot more expressive. She's, you know, and I mean, basically for, for me, I'm sure there were other things, but I was really focused on the communication piece mm-hmm. of it yeah. because it was really hard for me to not communicate with my daughter. So mm-hmm. um, that was really, that was really big. Her. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then you then brought in your son who he had, did he come through the program or we, he did not know. That's right. No, you were just home with him. I did that with you. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, and then yeah. when you started your business, I, I, right. I, we did, I did another year with my daughter and then started my son too, because he had started to stammer. 
Right. Um, and right. To the point where he couldn't communicate either. But he was a real talker. Mm-hmm. Unlike, unlike my daughter was a real talker since he was a baby. And then all of a sudden, three years old comes around and he's like, uh, 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 you know, and um, it was just really scary. And I, I was like, again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but um <laughs> But again, at the, at this point, I was at, at somewhere else with with, with God. You know, um, right. when I came to the end, if you want to call it not the end, but the end of like the course and stuff, like I remember just having this feeling of overwhelm of gratitude, like you never left me, like you were always there with me mm-hmm. every step and um, helping me through through it all. And so by this time, I was a lot more at peace. Like, okay, Lord, you know he's yours like I surrender him to you right now from the get-go I'm not gonna wait three months you know to like <laughs> to let go right. um and then I had these tools you know right. and so I already it was amazing because Danny sat there with me in the IEP meetings where mm-hmm. the speech pathologist was like this is the worst case I've seen in 26 years you know and he's gonna have a really hard time and you know all these things and I'm like oh great thanks for the encouragement yeah I remember that I was like wow this is this like is this helpful like (laughs) you're the parent receiving this information yeah this might be I think that's when those people in those positions they just do this every day they don't realize like the human on the other side is like well this is the first time I've ever heard of this like whoa exactly a lot to take in can we have a little bit more compassion right now so I remember that moment I was like no it's not like don't we got this and then you came back right we went back to the IAP and it was like what did you do well I mean his his uh First of all, I think the thing ended with that speech pathologist because at this right. point he had to go to school. That's but, right. Um, with my daughter, we came back with the IEP. You went to that one too. That's right. Where yeah. um, they were, they did a, it was, so this was in third grade at this point. Mm-hmm. And no, second grade. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they did another evaluation as they have to do every, you know, couple years to see if they still mm-hmm. need to give services. And the psychologist was like, "This is not even the same person, you know." Like, I, like this psychology report and the one th- that I'm doing are not even the same. So I, I don't. We can't even. Um, we can't even justify this label. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So they changed it, and they kind of put like speech or something because they were like, "Well, we don't know what to call it. We're just gonna call it speech." Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. Did do you feel a shift in the way that they were looking at you, looking at your kids, kind of being like, what did they do? I mean, did you explain it all? Like, we've been doing this program, it's brain reorganization, we're integrating primitive reflexes. Yeah. Or did you just come back and just like, hey, look at my daughter now? No, well, it was different people, but, okay, but right. they but still they were super advocates. Yes. Um, and that's another thing that I really felt God put the right people on the journey. It so happens that Alejandra, one of your uh, clients, was a teacher at the Language Academy. That's so I had a teacher at that same school that was like, yeah. you know, like, yes, I've been trying to bring in, you know, brain gym to that. Um, and she did brain gym in her own classroom. Right. Uh-huh. And at that point, um, is that my daughter's um, um, second grade teacher was like, please, I want to implement anything I can and train me and show me. And it was, it was really encouraging um, yes. to see them like, wow, we've never seen, that. I think, didn't they say something like, we've never seen this 
in yeah. an IEP meeting yeah. before where like we remove a label. Mm-hmm. That is so um, cool. Yeah. And when parents want to remove a label too, I think right. it's just the fact that it's like we were, we're fighting for her to be the best that she could be. Not that labels are wrong. I'm not trying to exactly, you know, shame anybody who has them or who has an IB, but it's like, let's be real here and let, yeah. let you know, let's not, um, let's not over label things that she doesn't have or that she doesn't need, you know, because that's not good for her either. Right. Cause I would kept her in the box and you were, the ideal, I mean, our journey is kind of like, as you're telling the story back, I'm like, oh my gosh, this was like, what, 12 years ago? So long ago, yeah. Like, tw- <laughs> like 11 years ago where I'm like, whoa, Jimena, we've been through so much. <laughs> like, oh. and our and our paths just keep doing this like cool crossing. And you also were such a big supporter because I remember when I was leaving that one company, you're like, where are you going? I was like, I can't tell you yet. And then you like reached out to me. I was like, I'm starting my own thing. You're like, I'm coming. And yeah. I was like, yes, it's amazing. That's when Carlo and I, and, yeah. and then you and your sister, and we started yeah. just kind of doing like tea and coffee chats and brain work. And I was just like, and then that's what started. And that was my God moment too, of like, is this going to work? Like, am I going to be able to bring people in? And then you were the first person like getting people to come find me. So it's amazing when I think back of our journey and then your journey and like all of it together and just how cool it is because now your kids are 16 and 18, right? 16 and a half 15? and 18, yeah. Okay. And to hear like, had you just accepted what was given to you yeah. and then just sat there and didn't really like pursue what you did, like release, that release that you were able to do is the number one thing. And that's what parents, that's our mission for parenting, the parenting program we're, we're creating is that a lot of times our kids' behavior we find to be a reflection of us, right? Yeah. And we think it's our doing and we messed it up, right? But you were able to say, no, this is your journey. I'm here to help facilitate and support you, but you are your own person and you're also being guided. And for you to be able to do that was huge. And that is speaking strictly to your faith of you are being guided and you trusted it, right? And like all of the synchronicities that came through for you to find that path is truly incredible. Because if we think that if you just took that piece of what was given to you, your kids wouldn't be what Isabella's booking a trip to Scotland and traveling on her own. <laughs> um, and she already traveled on her own last summer to Hawaii. Right. right. Five hours on a plane. By right. That's yeah crazy. And then all the things that Carlos taking, he's not even graduated from high school yet, but he's taking community college classes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just incredible, right? And and it doesn't mean that your journey's done. It doesn't mean that you don't have your challenges right. with the emotional mm-hmm. regulation. And that's a big part here for us at In the Cortex. It's not just like, oh, I did a program, I'm done, I never have to clock in more right. time with nervous system regulation. It's a practice that you have to bring back. Cause we were just talking about like, Hey, can you come try our new program by the way? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And she's, and she's going to yeah. start that. I told her about it. I sent it to her. I don't know if she started, I think she forgot, but I'm like, you need to, <laughs> you need to start this program. And I, she wants to like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's yes. like home to her because she's like, I got this. I know it's helped me in the past. I know it helps me regulate, you know? And I, so it's, it's like tools that we have always. And I love that in our pocket. I love that. And then for you and your journey. So like, I remember when you and your sister started coming and we were just chatting and you started to experience some stuff too. And like, and that's so true for us parents. It's not just our kids. It's not, it's really everybody in this world today can benefit from nervous system regulation. 
And I giggle because it's like, we're not even aware that it's actually related to our brain, our behaviors that we have, or our subconscious beliefs of like, why do I keep doing this? Right. And so do you want to share a little bit about your personal journey of going through brain reorganization? Yeah. I think for me, if I, I think if I were to take the course again today, I'd see, I'd go into a lot deeper things, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm constantly doing self-examination anyway. That's something that I include in my prayer practice. But, uh-huh. um, but when I did the brain work the first time, I remember just, the, I think the most noticeable thing for me was that I was no longer afraid of the dark. Mm. You know, these are things that were really like shameful to say when you're an adult, you're like, well, I'm scared of the dark or, you know, you're an adult, you know, that there is not a person in around the corner of your house ready to kill you. Right. But but still, why is it there? And why is the fear there? Yeah. (laughs) These are things you don't speak because you're like, oh, I know it's my imagination or whatever. But it was like always there, always there, always there. And then it, it didn't. It wasn't like crippling or anything, but I noticed it went away and I was like really shocked. I wasn't even trying for that. I remember going, I'm not scared to go up to, I'm going to go up without light, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, I, I bumped less into things. Mm-hmm. I, I used to bump into things all the time. Um, I think that's coming back. So I think probably need some of them up. Yeah. <laughs> a little tune up, work. a little tune up. Yeah. <laughs> a little tune up. <laughs> um, but you know, there's, I think in general, just I saw less overwhelm. And I think just having the the tools with me all the time, knowing, um, okay, I can, I can, I can do pace right now, or I can lizards and the sensors and things yeah. like that. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of that during our homeschool years. And yeah. uh, creeping right now for me is hard guys, because, you yeah. know, perimenopause gained so much weight. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's hard. So I haven't been able to do that very consistently. Yeah. <laughs> but we do crawl. Yeah, I was going to say crawl for sure. Yeah, just yeah. do the crawling right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cre- creeping is the one thing for me that like is my biggest noticeable shift. And it's like always the hardest one to get in and do. But then after you do it, you're like, oh, okay. And yeah. that was for me a game changer. That's right. So you were in the schools and then you had, was that another thing that came through you another download from God or you're like, I need to pull my kids from school. I need to homeschool them. Yeah. Yeah. That's another little journey, like side journey where yeah. it was, um, I wasn't side cause it ended up being main journey, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I had always wanted to homeschool, but when she got that label, um, they were very against me homeschooling. And of course, at that point I was so afraid of everything. I was like, well, okay, well, I don't want to mess her up. Well, I don't want to, you know, in hindsight, of course, I would have been like, no, okay, I'm going to pull, I'm going to homeschool her then, you know. Right, right. But, um, which is what I wanted to do anyway. But my husband wasn't really fully on board. It's not something that we had really discussed. You know, Mm -hmm. it's something that I just always kind of had in my, in my mind um, and as an idea. And then I was kind of rushed into just pushing her into this, you know, program, special needs program. So then I just did that. Um, but there came a time where I started getting more and more uncomfortable with things. I was very involved at the school. Um, and I was like, like, this is a lot of work, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like my daughter's not even get benefiting from me being here all the time. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't like the way things were done at school. It seemed like I was 
I, I didn't know what country I was in because I'm like, why is there no toilet paper in the bathroom? Wow. <laughs> why are these bathrooms so disgusting? Right. But, I mean, yeah. I, you know, of course, administration matters. But um, mm-hmm. but the point is, I was like, wow, this is not what I was expecting. And then the bullying increased for mm-hmm. uh, my daughter. And so she was, um, she would just come home crying every day. Um, but, but even while this was happening and before I had even said, okay, well, let me figure out what I'm going to do. Um, I, God sent mm-hmm. people to just start talking to me about homeschooling. Like, mm-hmm. it, but, but the key was he sent people to talk to my husband because uh-huh. that's the thing is, he needed to um, be. we, yeah, we yes. had to be like, I would have been like, sure, I'm game. He was going to be the hard one to convince. Right. And he sent a, a pastor that had just moved here from Mexico city um, who uh, he lived in Anaheim and who my, who has been friends with my husband for many, many years who, whom he respects highly mm. and who homeschooled all his kids. And so like, he just out of the blue was like, I want to have coffee with you guys. And he's like, you know, he told us his homeschool story. I'm like, why are you telling me this story? He's like, I don't know. I just, I see you guys as like the perfect homeschool parents. Like you guys are perfect. That's candidates so interesting. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is hilarious because I, this has been something that's been bubbling up and I, and I would feel it during my prayer time. I got like, I think it's time, it's time, you know? Mm. And one time I remember I walked into, to uh, the school and I, I really felt like I really heard, you know, when you hear God's voice, it's like a really present thought in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, heard like almost interrupt my thoughts and say these people are raising your kid mm-hmm. and well, and I was like okay got a point taken like I get it like you you're doing all these things okay so I think we're gonna we're gonna do it nice. so I talked to my husband and he was like okay well let's just try it with one first you know Carla was still in the school and he wasn't very sure but he got the okay from his family who are all educators you know they mm-hmm. were all like yes you know this is good for the for her and they weren't against it so i i have to thank god for all of that because he's the one that convinced my husband first of all he sent people and that i had such a supportive family because most people who have educators this family are like no you know don't right. homeschool so yeah it's just all it all kind of felt uh, you know just came together and isabella and isabella had asked me she's like mom please just take me out like, oh, I, yeah, I'm yeah. just miserable here. We've been reading this book for book club that we t- t- told you about in a, a second ago. It's called The Awakened Brain. Mm-hmm. One big piece of the book is looking at synchronicities. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that so much. I'm not a member of any church yet, but, but I do believe in something else, right? I like to call it the universe or in Spanish, la universa. Uh, but, you know, whatever everybody believes in, I do believe that if you hadn't been in this practice of connecting with God, connecting with your source, I don't know if you would have seen the synchronicities, right? Even the first time with the the creeping and crawling coming up on the on the screen for your husband too, though. That's what's funny that's is that the, right. both of the messages came through him because yeah. you know he's the one that's a little bit more of a skeptic, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I would love if you can kind of share a little bit of like what that feeling is because I feel like a lot of people especially if you're in deep survival mode and you don't have a very active spiritual practice, it might be really hard to understand what that like moment is where you're like, that's it. That's the message that I need to follow. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. 
Well, you know, in Christianity, it's about a relationship, right? So it truly is getting to know the voice of God. And it truly is recognizing when he's speaking to you and when mm. he's not, you know, and that comes with spending time with, mm. with him. So right. um, spending time in prayer is, is a practice that I, a discipline that I have and had for a long time. And it's really just a conversation, you know, with the Lord, it's nothing hokey or weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it reminds me a lot of um, even just like, pace you know like when you do brain hookups like when you pray you know we usually close our eyes and we do this and it's and it's it's connecting I think it's connecting your brain you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's connecting your brain and we are we are people that are both we're by we're mind you know body and spirit and um and all of it matters so your posture matters when you're praying and so just that recognizing of, 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 of the voice and the moment and, and seeing the signs has just come from spending time with him and, and recognizing who, how he speaks to me in my life. And I think it's also just really quick. I think it's also kind of about being open to it, right? Yeah, because if you're somebody who Lisa talks about this, Lisa, Dr. Lisa Miller, sorry, our pal. Um, <laughs> our pal, I hope she's our pal one day. She talks about this in the book where she's like, a lot of people would look at these things that I'm stuck studying, right? I'm studying synchronicity. I'm studying the way that spirituality affects the brain and changes the brain and protects the brain, which is what's the craziest piece of it. Mm-hmm. And other skeptics and scientists would be like, nope, it's just a coincidence. And there's absolutely no connection to it. And ultimately her message is, um, whatever it means to you, that's what it's meant to mean. Right. And I think that's kind of ultimately the way I like to look at it because I might look at, oh my gosh, that's so funny. There's a, uh, you know, butterfly right outside my window. And I thought of a butterfly yesterday when I thought about this thing. So maybe that means this. I interpret it that way. That's all that matters, right? So that's kind of what you're, I think what you're saying is understanding what the voice of God sounds like, but to you, right? Or the universe or whatever your 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 spiritual practice means. It's, it's I guess, recognizing and, and practice. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then, you know, in Christianity, we also, we follow the Bible. So like there's, is it aligned to what the Bible right. says? You know, like it's like, I hear the voice of God telling me to go, you know, murder someone well that's not right that's not aligned to the bible it's not going to be it yeah that's kind of our um framework i'd say yeah framework yeah Yeah. like our 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 guardrails i guess if Mm -hmm. you want to call it yes like what you know what you're hearing is it even if it's to you like is it aligned with with the teachings of jesus and what the bible says so that's kind of how i how i go about that Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like because I just started recently going to church too, and I've been very spiritual my whole life, but then having more of a faith direction and having the part for me that really came through was the group and being in community that is all on the same page is the danger. And that's what Dr. Lisa talked about too, is being in a group of people that have the same feeling, it amplifies what's coming through. And so when if you're feeling lost and you don't know what to do and then you find a group of people, that energy, the the quantum physics behind it is just, it will literally shift your force and your field within you. And I think that's when you can start to feel this differently. And I know I can be, and and the other part too, I always think is so interesting because we talk about subconscious beliefs in our program. And we can all be listening to one message, right? And then all of a sudden that message came through for one person so different than it came through for me. Because my perception and my filter is hitting so many different angles. 
And one of my favorite things after church service, me and my fiance will drive home and we'll just talk like, how did you hear that? Like what did it came through? And I'm like, oh, I didn't get it that way. And then we'll have the discussion. And I think that's what's really cool about like prayer groups and how you can help make sense of the Bible. Because I will tell you as a new found Christian, I'm like, this is very confusing. I don't really understand what that meant. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, that's such a good point. Um, it, you know, in community is such an important aspect of, of Christianity of life. Yeah. Um, but yeah. especially in, in Christianity too, because of that, like, in fact, interpreting the Bible should be in community, reading the Bible should be in community, even praying should be in community. You know, we're a very individualistic um, society here in the West. Yeah. But, you know, Hebrew culture what was written in the in the Bible, you know, right. it was all about community and mm-hmm. people got married to make the community better. Yeah. People mm-hmm. did things to, for each other, mm-hmm. not for me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so that mentality is a big shift when you come into Christianity. And a lot of times when we're American Christians, that mentality doesn't change. Right. Uh, you know, but if you really read the scriptures and you really follow the teachings of Jesus, we are no longer you know, we, we are to live in, in, in a, a different way than our society does, you know. So, yeah, community, living in community, interpreting the Bible in community, even when people say, hey, you know, I prayed for you and I got this word or I got this vision. You know, you're to test that with your community and be like, well, right. you know, I'm not yeah. so sure, you know, yeah. going to get married at, you know, in four years or whatever. Well, nah. we'll sounds see. like divination to me. I don't know, <laughs> you know, you know, so you, you just have to weigh that with community. And that's why you have wisdom from others. And, you know, I consider you guys a big part of my community. I always say that. And I, I, I always say, you know, village, because we say it takes a village. You guys yeah. have been such a big part of my village. And I don't downplay that at all. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the part that you guys played in the raising of my children is a huge part. And, oh. um, and I believe that you guys were sent to me by God, by the way. I believe it too. I love that. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. Like the, it's amazing. It's funny because I feel like it was such a reciprocal relationship that we had. Like I helped you with your kids. You helped me with my business go deeper into things. And like, it just feels like I'm so grateful that I got to even have that experience to walk alongside you and give that guidance. And I was like, I'm still picking up a lot of new things here and there. And now here we are 14 years later. And it's like, wow, how cool is this? Like, Look at how far your kids have grown. My kids now are in this world and it's pretty wild. And um, and I will say our kids come to us for a reason. They come to help us grow. And I yeah. think when we look at it that way, instead of feeling like I have to fix you, my child, and make you perform in a way that is aligned with me and how I see the world, you're going to be in a battle forever. And when you can surrender to something, whatever it is that you want to surrender to, um, you can see that they're here to teach you and your children were here to help you learn more about communication. And now you're, you have a podcast where you work with um, amazing company and like, and you've been such a source of helping people now on the homeschooling journey because you were my massive helper in homeschooling. I was like, human, I'm so scared. I need to homeschool my kids because (laughs) I cannot put them in a government run um, institution right now. And I mean, no shame if you're someone listening who has your children there. It just didn't align with me. And um, and you are my source of just like, here's how you can go about it. Here's what you're going to do. And then I was like, but I want what you created. That co-op was so cool. How do I find families like that? And 
And then I had to homeschool my kid for two years. Axel and I went through a lot in the emotional realm of like, you know what, buddy? I love you so much. I think I need to find someone to help us here because <laughs> I yeah. need some help. So then I found a pod and um, that was a God story. It was at baseball Amazing. practice. And a woman came up to me. Our kids were on the same baseball team. And she was just like, it was like she drew the Jesus in the sand kind of moment. You know that? Where it's like, hey, we're on the yeah. same page. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're not. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then it just opened up the conversation. And she's like, hey, we're starting a pot. Are you interested? I'm like, yes. I don't care yes. any more details. I'm in. I don't even know anything else. Just get him there. <laughs> it has transformed my son yeah. in every aspect of his being. He yeah. like won't even. I'm pulling up to the house. And he's like drop rolling out of the car, like not even stopping before he's, <laughs> he's like, bye, mom. See you later. Sam's the door. This was the child who was like, don't leave me, mom. Stay by my side. Now he's like, see ya. And he started reading in two months. So I'm so grateful for you to showing a way to homeschool and to not do it alone. That yes. was because community, once again, you need community. It takes a village. So that's probably the biggest thing that we promoted in our in our YouTube channel and our podcast was community. I mean, that's why I did it with my friend, because it's like, if you're going to do this alone, um, it's just it's gonna be really hard I'm gonna tell you that right now. yeah <laughs> and yeah so are you and Didi still doing chips and salsa so we just filmed our last video last week oh. which I haven't edited but uh we're kind of saying goodbye oh. um I know it's and and it's funny because right when we filmed our last video and said we were saying goodbye, we got like a consultation booked and like all these things started of popping course. up. So oh, like, maybe it's not. <laughs> what does it mean <laughs> to you? Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we did pray about it a lot. It, and I think we we can gladly say goodbye to this season um, because that it was a very it's also was birthed out of organic relationships and also everything that everything that we gave as advice or encouragement was something that we were experiencing at that moment. Right. So it just doesn't feel like natural right now. I mean, I'll gladly give consultations, you know, based on my experience, but to be coming up with ideas and content and stuff just didn't feel like life giving to us. And plus yeah, right. we both kind of moved on to great things. Um, she's an adjunct professor at like Southwestern right now. And amazing. Went back to chiropractic work at the clinic. So, you know, she's, she's going to still teach, which is, you know, amazing but she's teaching what she you know she's making good use of that uh degree that she got many years ago yeah <laughs> and honestly the, for anyone listening please go check out chips and salsa's youtube account okay. they have the best videos Jimena is the one that actually inspired us too on our editing she helped us edit true. our first round of our program. Yeah, i was just gonna say you did our that whole first too. round of videos yeah right and carlo your son i mean full circle yeah. moment he was on the editing part for us too so grateful so we'll link the youtube in our show notes yes. and then also these ladies are so musically talented like they're singing the kids playing instruments it is so but there's that one instagram video you guys did down in san diego by the um uss midway oh Such yeah a fun video that just came back up and i was like oh my gosh everyone needs to go see this like the power of being able to teach kids when they want to learn and helping yes. them out of the box, not just like check the boxes, but like really inspiring these kids to be empowered to learn is so incredible. Cause these, your group of kiddos, you guys had them like as a co-op, right? You had, how did you do it? Can you share really quick with the co-op? Yeah. I mean, all, all, all that was, was that Didi and I were talking about our frustrations in homeschool. So we started coming up with solutions, ideas, and then we were like, 
you know, we, that's how Chips and Salsa, the channel got started on YouTube. But then the co-op, we were like, well, I want to do more art and poetry. And I want to do, mm. you know, tea with poetry. And I want to do music. And that's something that you can't, when you're alone, it's really hard to like, be like, yeah. oh, let's take out the art. But you're just like, eh, no, let's just, you know, call it a day. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and so we, incur- that's how it started. It's like, well, what if we did tea and poetry like twice a month? So it started with that, you know, and then, okay, well, I want to teach him about, you know, we're learning about the Renaissance. So I want to teach him about Renaissance, you know, composers and Renaissance artists. So now let's add that. Oh, you know what? Let's add book club. So, you know, we just started like building on it. And then two more ladies joined in afterwards that were our close friends. We weren't open to everybody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not because we weren't trying to be inclusive, but because it was so such a prized possession for us like we wanted to make sure that it didn't get disrupted Mm -hmm. you know like what we had was so special yeah that people had to be like-minded if they were going to join you know they were going to have to be a part of it and really um bring their gifts and talents to it and not bring drama or anything like that so yes yeah that's kind of what we did and we got together twice twice a month only um, to do our actual co-op activities. And then, of course, we did field trips together and all kinds of other things together. And we put, like, science camps together in the summer. We went to D.C. together, you know. So we were always together. Amazing. Yeah, so cool. And your journey's all over on social media and all the cool stuff. So any family that's just searching for another option, Jimena and Didi have such great resources. I actually won a free consult and I was like oh my gosh tell me what cur- curriculum alone oh right where do you start and there's millions of them out there and you're going to try out so many different options and then you're going to find one that you like hopefully um but Jimena has already gotten a lot of that she also works for an amazing curriculum company and um we'll link all that in here too so I I feel like there's so much more to share our vision is working in brain work spirituality, faith, whatever it is that suits you and merging it all together just so you can live your like most authentic version of your life. So if there's like one main takeaway, Jimena, in this journey you've been on with your kids, like what would your be like the message you send to other moms that are were in your, maybe are in your position 14 years ago of yeah. like, what am I doing? Well, I just, you know, especially want to encourage my Christian brothers and sisters that science and faith are not um, mutually exclusive. Yes. Um, science, I think it's, it's just the discovery of what God has already done, you know? Um, and, and actually that is kind of our purpose on this earth is to discover more of him. And so we can't look at the things that man has discovered and be like, uh, mm, no, I don't know. That's actually, you're discovering of the things that God created. Um, we, when we learn about brain science, we're discovering more of how he created us. So exactly. it goes, it goes, yeah, it's, it's aligned to that partnership that we are supposed to have with, um, with Jesus and, and the Holy spirit, like in, in, in our lives of, you know, the Bible tells us renew your mind. So yep. how do you renew your mind? Yeah. You don't just sit there and go mm, renew my mind. You, know, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to put in the work and, 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 and that is perfectly biblical. So I would say, um, use the tools that God puts in front of you um, and appreciate the community that God puts in front of you and and take it all in mm. and learn from it because 
this life is, is hard to do it by yourself. You know, he didn't promise us um, a perfect life, but he did promise that he would overcome it and that he would be with us. And so that entails everybody that he sends and everything that he sends our way for us to learn and grow in, in him deeply. So he takes care of, he's, he's overall everything. And, and we, our trust is in him only. Yeah. Um, but the things that he sends around, you know, to us are part of that walk. So that was amazing. I, that's inspiring for me. I mean, I'm already there. I love this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So much, Jimena. Like you are such an amazing human, an amazing mom. And I am so grateful to know you. Thank you for being on this podcast today. And I have like a million more questions that I'm going to ask you off the record now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's let's get get done with the with the yeah. social media stuff and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. we can talk so about a million things. Our YouTube is gonna and are gonna is gonna stay open, perfect. And our, and our Instagram and stuff. I mean, we might not post that much, but like our YouTube will it's stay there. there. All our videos are there. Our website will be up until August. Okay. Um, and so our we still have a homeschool one on one course available for all new homeschool Ooh. moms, and that's still available until August. Mm. And um and consultations, one-on-one consultations are still available until then too. Perfect. So. If you do listen to this after yeah. August of yeah. 2024, you can yeah. still message them. If you want to yeah. contact Jimena, you can also email us, hello at inthecortex.com. Don't worry, we will help you contact wonderful Jimena because she's the best. And so <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, Please subscribe, rate the podcast, share this episode with anybody who you know would like to listen to this stuff. And okay, here we go. Our social media tiktok in underscore the underscore cortex instagram in the cortex underscore us instagram en espanol in the, in the cortex underscore esp uh facebook in the cortex us youtube in the cortex us website www.inthecortex.com email i said it already hello at in the and remember if you sign up soon you get to use promo code brainiac because that's what we all are because we listen to this we're brain we love it we love our brains and you can get 10 bucks off the first payment of our program and yeah we have some amazing very exciting new things coming so if you're a parent listening to this make sure to follow us on social media because there's something really really fun coming up in the next couple months and yeah thank you so much Kimena. this was amazing amazing thank you guys thank you bye-bye